New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Reverend Robert over here with you. Rev Z right here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. This happens every Friday morning here on the New Thought Media Network, 7 a.m. Mountain Time. Rev Z and I get together and we talk about uh, some of the stories of the day, things that are happening in the news and in and around the world. And first up today, if you... uh, I'm not a gambling man, so. Uh, but if you haven't picked up your Mega Millions ticket for this week, uh, and you're like me and you're not a gambling man, you might want to start. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mega Millions is up over $1 billion. Uh, now, I haven't seen how much you get to keep after taxes, but, uh, but over a billion dollars so far is the third largest jackpot ever. In the Mega Millions history, uh, you could one lucky person could win a billion dollars tonight or more, uh, or we could end up with a with a big tie and a whole bunch of people just win a buck, right? I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) I I have not gotten my ticket yet, but I'm getting it. There you go. I saw as they used to say. I remember in New York when they first started doing the lotto, they say you got to be in it to win it. Uh, There ain't no other way to win. (laughs) Yep, exactly. And uh, I saw one story where a gentleman bought, went out and bought 50,000 tickets, one for each of his 50,000 employees in his company. And I don't want to mention the company because it sounds more like a publicity stunt than anything, but he bought 50,000 tickets and one for each, and he's not giving each employee a ticket. His idea is that if any one of those fifty thousand tickets hits, he'll split the prize with all fifty thousand employees, and everybody yeah. will get a piece of the pie. Um, right. Anybody know how long it takes to print fifty thousand Mega Millions tickets? Between, broke seven, between seven and eight hours, 
<laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he he broke a machine. I just going to change to change to change. Yeah, uh, and and everybody else that walked into that store all day couldn't buy a ticket. <laughs> Sorry, sir, you gotta go down the road to buy a ticket. This guy, this guy just bought us out. I think it's yeah. funny, you know, folks. You want to remember? Uh, it's nice to hit the lottery, but you're still gonna have to have a consciousness of abundance and plenty. Uh, to be able to hold on to all that. So if you're coming at this living in lack and, and oh, poor me, and, uh, you know, a, a billion isn't going to change your life. It is going to change your life, but it's not going to change your consciousness. No. And if you don't have that consciousness of abundance, uh, you're going to run right through that billion dollars or whatever's left after taxes and head on, and you'll be broke again in a few years. Happens all the time to lottery winners. Yeah, I think I saw something that said if there's a one ticket winner, that person would walk away with, uh, I thought it was something like 600000 mm. after yeah. tax. After taxes. I mean, not thousand, million, 600, 600 million. million. Yeah. 600 million out of 1.1. So, yeah, you get 600 million and the government gets 500 million. Eh, okay, now I see why I don't play the lottery very often. I give enough money to the government. I don't need to give it to them through lottery winning taxes. <laughs> However, folks, I'm sure that number is going to go up throughout the day. If you are uh, planning to play, you have until 11 o'clock or uh, 10.59 Eastern Time U.S. to get your ticket if you intend to play. All right. What I think is one of the big stories of the week uh, we're back, and we want to talk again about Brittany Griner. Yes. Now, for those that maybe have not heard the news in the last handful of months or uh, missed this show, we've been talking about Brittany quite a bit. Uh, Brittany Griner is a professional female basketball player, and she was detained, is under arrest in Russia for smuggling cannabis oil. Uh, this happened in early February, right before the invasion. We've talked about it a few times. She's been, uh, and her trial is finally happening. So we've seen some new information. This week, she stated that she didn't understand what she was signing, uh, that she doesn't feel her rights were adequately explained to her, and that the translator in Russia left a lot out when she was being interrogated at the Moscow airport. Mm -hmm. um, this is a, a, an interesting one, right? See, what I don't know what I would do if I were in a foreign country and being forced to sign something under probably threat of duress. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, part of the challenge is, you know, we're never going to get all of the details, right? Um, and so that that's the first problematic thing. And then the second problematic thing is if, if they, I mean, she's seven foot something. So she, no matter where she goes, she's going to stick out. Right. Right. So it's very easy to target her. Uh, now, you know, she said she had accidentally left the, uh, the, the, the cannabis in her bag. It was a, a very small amount. Right. Um, right. And, on top of that, from what I understand and what I the in terms of her athletic ability and playing basketball for Russia, which is why she went there to play for the Russian basketball team, they love her. 
I mean, she's a superstar in Russia in terms of playing basketball. She's been playing there for like three years or something. Yeah. So to sing, kind of single her out now. And I guess, you know, another thing in the States, you know, the possession of such small quantities of, of cannabis now is just like, really, we're going to waste some time on that because it's, it's, it's legal, both medical. I think it's legal medically almost in every state, except for a handful and recreational in about 20 or so. Right. And I think it's a political pawn, obviously. Uh, and, you know, to be glad to get her home and her. And now they're, that you were saying, you were saying something about a trade that they're looking at. So uh, Russia for a long time has been trying to bring home a gentleman named Victor Bau. Now, Victor is a convicted arms dealer. Uh, he was convicted back in 2012 here in the U.S. and is in a U.S. prison on a 25-year sentence. Uh, the Russians would like him back. And so now, uh, interestingly enough, you know, sometimes we don't know where the good comes from, uh, but the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, on Wednesday announced that he's putting together a phone call with his Russian counterpart to discuss a trade. And mm. this prison swap, um, and uh, his counterpart is uh, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. The trade it would be for Brittany Griner and another American, Paul Whelan, who we who they've been trying to get out of Russian custody for a while now as well, in exchange for Victor Bout. Mm. Uh, and interestingly enough, again, this this phone call is going to happen. They're saying next week. This will be the first time uh, Laprov and and uh, Wheel and they've spoke since before Russia invaded the Ukraine. So. You know, we were speaking to Russia before that. We haven't spoken to him since. Uh, but this case has garnered enough attention and gotten enough people up and, and talking about it that we're going to have a conversation with Russia about a potential prisoner swap. And 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 I would, I would suggest more than prisoner swap is going to go on if they haven't talked since the war, right? Um, right. Because... You know, Russia is doing some heinous things over there, but by the same token, they are they're in the fight of their life with such a small group of ragtag, basically volunteer people. So um, I'm sure Russia wants to make this swap and try to ease some pressure because I'm, I'm sure that'll be on the table some kind of way. Now, whether whether they they being us as the U.S. by that of trying to stamp down rhetoric on the war who knows but i'm sure it's going to come up yep uh, here in the u.s um it's required and we've all seen this in popular television right read them their rights uh in the u.s it's required that your rights are read to you immediately uh upon arrest in russia they have up to three hours to do that uh and Brittany and her team are claiming that that never happened either that she it, that she was never read her her rights as they are in Russia and what her rights are to defense attorneys and other uh, other means of remedying the situation. Our hearts and minds are and prayers and thoughts are with Brittany and her team and her family and um, and truly 
uh, Paul Whelan and his family. And I don't know as much about his cases as probably I should. And I'm going to go look that up now, too, mm-hmm. uh, now that he's been thrown in the, into the mix. Uh, but what, what I like to say, you know, I used to think the whole concept of a s- prisoner swap, swapping spies was just made up fiction for for tv shows and movies and movie programs and all that stuff and it really hurts that we're we're talking about trading people for political purposes and for political clout um right i again i don't know what paul is in uh prison for there but britney had less than a gram uh of cannabis oil uh I get it. The laws are different. Um, yeah, you know, and we can say all those things, but let's bring this woman home. Um, she's loved by the Russian people. She's loved by the American people. Seems the only people that got a problem with her are the politicians in, in Russia. And, 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 and we've talked about this before, before we go off of this and we can come back later. It all speaks to the, that the women NBA or the women, you know, National Basketball Association are getting paid that you have such high caliber stars have to go overseas. Michael Jordan never went overseas. Kobe never went overseas. Uh, LeBron never went overseas because they were paid enough money either through playing or endorsements so that they did not have to do that. But here we're talking about one of the premier players in the league is not making enough money, so she needs to go to Russia to to get paid, so to speak. Yep. I I just had this crazy flash. We need to get Willie Nelson involved. <laughs> I don't know why I jumped, but you know, if you don't know, folks, Willie's got his own line and his own brand of marijuana products and and all that kind of stuff. Let's get Willie Nelson involved. Let's get Brittany a, a sponsorship deal with Willie's Weed. And and we'll just let her, hey, I'm a professional athlete. And when I get busted in Russia, I like to smoke Willie's Weed. <laughs> uh, but I, I have a feeling we'll see more over time of, uh, of different deals. But people really just kind of eventually come in to laugh at this. I know it's not a laughing matter for Brittany at this point. Um, but it does see feel that uh, it, it does feel that uh, there's something there. Um, yeah, and you know, we got this comment. Uh, what about yeah. the people that feels she doesn't like the USA? Uh, and you know that, and and some people say she deserves it, or 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 what? Well. I, I haven't heard her bad mouth or put down the USA. Um, not sure. But I'll just tell you, all that aside, as a black man, descendant of slaves that I can verify on both sides of my, on basically all sides of my family except my white slave owners who impregnated somebody on my side, all documented. Um Someone might just feel a certain type of way if you have that kind of information. Now, I'm just talking about me, but right. I can't speak for anybody else. So it's not that someone may not like the United States per se or categorically, but I think 
in terms of when you look at historical and we, you know, of course, this is a whole nother show. When you start looking at African-Americans who were brought to this country as slaves and how they may feel about a certain way or a certain thing in this country, that's going to be a lot of conversation. Well, and I just found the story, G. Uh, now, interestingly enough, I will give you this, Trish. Tricia, I, I had not heard this portion of the story, and I've been following this all along, but it would appear that uh, Brittany was part of a WNBA protest uh, against police brutality and refused to be on court for the national anthem uh, throughout a number of games. Now, if that's anti-American, put me in that bucket, too. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of respect for that. She's also been vocal against Baylor's anti-gay policies in the past. Uh, that story goes back a couple years now. Uh, and uh, I, I don't think I can't say that I, she doesn't like the U.S. I think that is a that sounds to me like a convoluted talking point by people uh, that aren't either aren't following the story or are just trying to make some political hay. Mm -hmm. uh, and if it's all based on the fact that she what wouldn't stand on court for the national anthem uh, as a as a protest for police brutality, well, guess what? That's that's sports this day these days, and that is not an anti-U.S. stance. Yeah. That is a pro-United States stance if I've ever seen one. Yeah, and 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 when I mean you and you think about it, George Floyd happened almost. Two years ago. Two years, just over two years now, yeah. And the police brutality has increased in black communities. Uh, and I don't know if anyone saw, and I know we all script so what, but there was, I saw a thing yesterday where an officer was arresting a black man. The dude was in the car, handcuffs behind his back, and he was still attacking the guy. One of his fellow female officers tried to stop him stop him and he grabbed on camera she said stop and he turned around and grabbed her by her throat while everybody else was sitting there saying nothing all of it's on camera there are five or six other officers there none of them said anything she did and he choked her wow and i'm like if he'll do that to one of his fellow officers what in the heck is he going to do to a suspect on camera? Right. Yeah. And of What's course, you know, that's not all officers. I have relatives that are officers. Uh, and, and you know, I have nephew that was part of the SWAT team. I mean, so so it's not it's not about the police force itself. It's sometimes the attitude of certain officers who get this God complex, if you will, and think they can do and say and be anything regardless of consequence. Right. It's not all officers, but it is the culture. Yes. They, uh, they have developed a culture where those types of, that type of aggression um, is, is acceptable. And I want to, I want to track that down and, and, send the female officer a thank you note because she got abused and she got assaulted for trying to take a stand for what's right. Right. And I want to, I, I want to send her a thank you card for that. Uh, but we need more of those officers. And we've said it on this program. I think most people understand cultural change 
I've heard this said so many times. Cultural change is a long and messy process. Yep. And that's what's happening here. Um, it's happening in the Brittany Griner case. The cultural perspective of marijuana and marijuana products is changing. Uh, and in some cases, people get caught up in the change. Uh, the culture, I have to believe, the culture of policing in America is changing. Uh, I know we still see the ugliness and part of the healing is admitting we have the problem and nobody wants to admit that we have a problem until they actually see the problem. Mm -hmm. uh, I personally, I've been watching uh, uh, some YouTube videos in the past oh, five, six months. Uh, there's a phenomenon out there, folks, if you haven't seen it, it's called A1 Audits or 1A audits, sorry, mm -hmm. First Amendment audits. And the people go out and they film in public. Uh, that is a constitutionally protected act to photograph in public spaces. And there are people that go out and they do these and they do photo shoots and take video. And you'd be amazed at the amount of abuse and, uh, and attack that these people face for engaging in a constitutionally protected right. Yeah. Well, it's changing. The, the culture is changing. Um, but part of that change is we have to be willing to look at it. And these First Amendment auditors, they're showing us in many ways the true underbelly of American culture. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all changing, AZ. <laughs> yeah. We're, 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 as they say, we're in the flux. Um, and, <laughs> And so we just got to ride the rhythm as long as we can stand, you know. Uh, flux. I didn't know there was an L in that word. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes. Speaking of flux, <laughs> the most Republican Democrat in the world is willing to make a deal with one of the most Democratic Democrats in the world. <laughs> what I'm talking about, folks, top story this morning. You're going to hear all about this throughout the day. Uh, it would appear that Senators Joe Manchin and Senator Chuck Schumer have reached a deal on how to move forward with a climate change legislation that includes other things and tax packages and this and that and the other thing. And uh, and the headline I saw said, the GOP feels betrayed. I'm not sure how they were betrayed by two Democrats trying to agree on legislation unless one of them was a spy for the Republic. <laughs> I'll let you make that decision. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's hilarious, you know. And but it's a it's <clears throat> it's a big deal, um, you know, because it's a it's a it's a I think four hundred and something billion dollar uh, bill yep. that's going to look at uh, climate change and uh, uh, inflation and and uh, medical health care stuff. And I would just like to go on record right now that if anybody has any debates about climate change at this moment in time i'm thinking they either sleepwalking or they're just not paying attention right i mean you you think we we had major floods in st louis two days ago we had two days straight now of major flooding in kentucky and 
the beat goes on. And we haven't started, continue to talk about all of the heat and fires and all of the other stuff that's going on, not only in the United States, in Europe, in Canada, in everywhere. Right. It's, you know, we're seeing in, in this past month, we have seen devastating record-breaking floods in, um, in Yellowstone National Park. And we're seeing a massive wildfire right outside of Yellowstone National Park. And the Yellowstone fire isn't even getting any news. It, right. it, ha- it, ha- it isn't big enough. It hasn't hurt anybody. It hasn't destroyed enough. It's not even getting any news because it just doesn't quite get the shock factor that a wild a Western wildfire used to get. Right. Uh, again, <clears throat> we are seeing floods and the monsoon season here in Colorado has been more active than I ever remember. I mean, we actually have humidity here this past week. What's up yeah. with that? Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't do humidity in Colorado. I'll just tell you, it doesn't happen here. And in the past week, we've had so much rain and so much. It rained the other day and it was 90 degrees within a half an hour of the rain stopping. The climate has changed, and it, it is time to actually. I we might be beyond time. Oh, well, there's always enough time, right? We've yeah. got to have this these conversations. So, I think yeah. it's good it, that the Democrats are talking to each other. Yeah, and it's good. I'm, you know, this bill is going to, you know, is going to provide jobs. Now, <clears throat> we know that no bill is a panacea. None. I don't care what they sign. And who in there, I don't care who agrees on it, there's no one bill that's going to solve all the problems. But as as the saying goes, by the yard is hard, but inch by inch, anything's a sense. And we're just taking inch steps if we need to. And if we can get we can get a couple yards, we'll take them. Um, <laughs> yep. But but we have to be systematic and conscious about what we're doing. I mean, this is a big machine called the United States, part of the world, part of the globe, and it's intricate. It's complex. It's not, it, you know, as my friend would say, look, we playing chess. We ain't playing checkers. Uh, right. There, there's a different strategy you have to take when you play chess than when you play checkers. And right now we are playing chess. And we have to be strategic and we have to set things up and we have to move in a deliberate way with a concern for the whole chessboard, not just one side of the board, the whole chessboard. And that's what this is to me. We got to We got to make it happen. And they're looking to reduce carbon by 40 percent in 2030 is the is is the charge. Now, that's a short period away. That's eight years away. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be a tough goal to meet. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to change some attitudes and some mindsets for that to happen. And <laughs> you got to step out of, I mean, a lot of this is driven by profits, right? So somehow we got to wiggle around how we define profit or success in, in business terms that are producing a lot of carbon to reduce that number. Yeah, folks, and here's the thing. This isn't just about politicians arguing with each other back and forth. This is everybody. This is all of us getting together. This means being conscious 
of not driving your vehicle just to go around the block to the post office or the store. It, it, it means making changes in how in transportation. It means making changes in how we do healthcare. It means uh, changes in how we ship goods around the country. 40% reduction in carbon emissions is, is huge. We need to take a lot of vehicles off the road and replace them with electrics. We need to rethink how we do things. Yeah. And um, I've got an electric bicycle. I love the thing. And uh, it's easier to get around and quicker to get around than a vehicle in a lot of cases, especially for short trips or minor pickups. Um, mm -hmm. And there are solutions to all of the various conditions we've been talking about today, whether we're talking about climate change, whether we're talking about policing, whether we're talking about drug policy, whether we're talking about incarceration, whether we're talking about gambling <laughs> and the millions, there is a solution, a spiritual solution to all of the concerns that we're talking about. And what we know is that spiritual solution is what leads us to the human, the physical solution. These numbers didn't just pop up out of nowhere. They're inspired. The ideas of uh, politicians working together is an inspired idea. And these are outpicturings of the collective consciousness shifting. Heck, 20 years ago, we didn't even know what climate change was. Mm -hmm. Most most general America, most general folk in the in the nation across the world, it wasn't part of our language. Yeah, the scientists knew what was happening, and yeah, there are a lot of scientists that were talking about it, but the average American, the average person, wasn't. That is happening now, and we are having conversations, and it means that we're going to have to change our ways. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what ways you're being called to change and i'm not exactly sure even which ways i'm being called to change but i know we're being called to change our ways and if we listen and we agree and we work towards a, a mighty goal like 40 percent carbon reduction in by in the next several years we can do this it's within us to do this yeah yeah it's i mean you know i i uh I had the pleasure of uh, seeing uh, George Clinton, Mr. P-Funk himself, uh, in, a, in, a, in a little concert celebrating his 81st birthday. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even realize he was, you know, I should have, but, you know, I was like, you know. But, you know, my, 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 my thought of the day <clears throat> in terms of a spiritual perspective is one of his songs, which is, one nation under a groove. Yeah. And he says, we now have a chance to dance our way out of our constrictions. We have to come together and release all of this stuff that really doesn't matter when you're looking at life-sustaining decisions that need to be made or debated. Uh, and if we can get into a groove where we realize that there's one nation, there's one country, there's one globe, there's one planet, we can fix this. Because if we don't, uh, the consequences are dire. Right. 
Yeah. Um, no question about it. One, <laughs> I, I want to go uh, pull up some P Funk now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think it's a P Funk type of day now. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna listen real close. I'm gonna write down the first six numbers I hear P Funk sing this morning, and that's the ticket I'm going to buy. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. That's a P-Funk kind of day right there. There it is, folks. There's our prescription, if you will, for the day. Go get yourself some P-Funk and, uh, and get in get in under the groove uh, and, and be a part of what we're doing here. Right. Not just this network, not just the New Thought Philosophy. Be a part of what we're doing. There is a movement across this planet to build a better world for everyone. Yep. To build a world where everyone is allowed and and celebrated and uh, and excited to share their in inherent gifts and skills and talents. Mm -hmm. And uh, more and more, what I see, Z, and you know, a big part of what this network is about is more and more people are awakening to that truth each and every day. Yeah. Yeah. And if we keep being awake ourselves. If we're willing to take a stand and say, you know what, I am going to leave the car at home and I'm going to walk a half mile down to the pharmacy to do this or that, or I'm going to, or my wife and I, we're going to take a walk this evening to, to the restaurant we want instead of driving the mile to the, whatever it might be, there are plenty of opportunities to get involved and be part of the change that we keep saying we want to see. And every little bit helps. I'm glad you said that. Just that walk to the corner store as opposed to driving that one mile, that helps. Not only the, 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 the carbon footprint, but it helps you individually because you're getting some exercise, your heart pumping, circuit, you know, the, there are benefits to finding that balance between the old way of living, if you will, and the new way that we are looking to uh, institute to save the planet. Yep. I, I shared this uh, recently in a program. I forget which conversation, but I was stopped at a stoplight the other day and there was a guy panhandling on the corner. And here in Denver and most major cities, I think you see more and more and more of this. And um, and what I know is all those folks that, you know, they share signs. They, they just leave the sign. any old You know, they pick up any old sign. But this one was simple. It said, anything helps. God bless. And I looked at it and I thought to myself, you know, most of us would put a comma in there. Anything helps, comma, God bless. But that sign didn't have a comma. And, and it struck me that the truth is anything we do helps the blessing that is God reveal itself on this planet. Hmm. Anything helps God to bless to bless you, to bless me, to bless everyone out there. Now, this isn't some God off in the sky that would withhold the blessing, but I think the analogy holds up. You are that divine expression, and anything you do helps bless the planet. So go do something, folks, whatever it might be. Amen. I think we've done about filled up our time slot here, Z. So we're <laughs> yeah. going to get out of here, folks. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back again next Friday with more Ministers Talking Shit. Please stay plant, stay tuned to New Thought Media Network throughout the day. We've got our morning prayers today, morning sip with Rev. Melissa. 
practicing infinite possibility with Lindsay Lembach at 10 o'clock mountain time. Later today, we have the joy is in the journey with Rev Barbara at uh, one o'clock PM mountain time. I'll be back with the good news at five mountain and pastor Michael is here with the fireside chat at six o'clock mountain. We got a full day of programming for us. Uh, if we do our job right, you might not even have time to go out and get yourself a lottery ticket. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll be back again next week, folks. Until then, we wish you all the best. Peace and richest blessings. Peace. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about and if you found value here please share our with your friends until next time peace and blessings